Welcome back to the Cross Games Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I am with you today to chat about some games and gaming memories and other fun things. I hope everybody is enjoying time with friends and family this holiday season. It's been a whirlwind couple of weeks for me. Uh, it's packed, <laughs> packed with a lot of food and catch-up time with family, and really grateful to have uh, a lot to celebrate during this time and people to celebrate with. Among also some freedom uh, from from my job, from work to do so, you know. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily have that. They're required to work around the clock or um, need to work during the, the days that we're often at home celebrating. So uh, I'm definitely grateful to have that time. It's 2020, folks. Uh, it, this, is, this is a fresh start in a hundred ways for, for many of us. And today, I wanted to share some of the ways that I used to ring in the new year as it relates to video games and touch on a few games that I tried recently just to keep you up on uh, what I've been playing. So let's get into it. Twenty twenty. Unbelievable that I'm here, um, talking talking to everybody in in uh, in 2020. I, you know, looking back, I was never processing what life would be like in 2020. Um, and and even now, it's like it doesn't feel that much different, but I know that it is, and it. Uh, Kind of an interesting time, for sure. New Year's Eve, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun for me as it relates to games. And I think from the time that I got my Nintendo, my original Nintendo, all the way until maybe a little before college age, it was often the way I rung in the new year. When I was between the ages of 10 to 14 or so, <clears throat> my parents would often celebrate with their friends in the neighborhood. Uh, there were people that lived close by, maybe a three-minute drive uh, in, a, in a cul-de-sac that was close to us. And uh, they would, you know, go get together with them, and I would head out with them. And, you know, it was okay. There was always some delicious food to eat, and uh, there was always, almost always some special snacks that we, we didn't, you know, often have at home or something just to, you know, it was a little bit different in that way. And I think I tried these parties with them maybe three times in that, in that time frame. And while it was enjoyable, there wasn't a lot for me to do. Uh, there was no other kids my age specifically. Um, and the, the, you know, the booze and the board games and the chit chat were, were all for the adults for obvious reasons. Um, closer, I think closer to the time I got my my driver's license, and and just beyond that, 
I would often choose to stay home. Uh, I'd be staying home with my new Christmas items, you know, that I had gotten, whether that was uh, a new game or maybe like a new furniture piece for my room to kind of organize into things. And I found that the more times I stayed home to game and just relax, uh, not to mention with the with the Christmas money that I likely got. And uh, I had got my first job right at 16 as well. Uh, I usually had around that time frame a little flexible cash to take that next New Year's Eve event to the next level. So I, I would prepare for it. Um, I would prepare. I would prepare for the evening if if new games or game systems hadn't been a part of that year's Christmas. I would make it a point to visit and maybe trade in some older things at a Funko Land or Electronics Boutique, which both existed around this area then. They don't now, and they haven't for a long while. Um, or make sure that I was borrowing or renting a game for the night that I knew uh, could uh, be satisfactory, let's say, for the night's entertainment. I would make sure the house was stocked with some goodies and some soda to keep me up and going for a while. And it became something that I really looked forward to. Each year, the, the preparation would get a little more uh, toward, towards an event, you know, for me. And I would, I would, you know, get all kinds of food, you know, certainly a lot of junk, but I was in those middle, late teen years where I never seemed to gain a pound no matter what I did. Um, those were the days. And while younger me wasn't paying much attention to the, the caffeine aspect of the, the soda with regards to being up and, and active for a long period of time, it was more, I didn't drink a lot of the stuff at home on a normal basis, so this this special event status that I declared for for my New Year's Eve uh, gave me a little uh, gave me a little bit of all bets are off with regards to consumption of that sort of thing. So, you know, d- definitely had uh, uh, plenty to plenty to drink there, and so I'd I'd gather all this stuff together and. I would wait uh, generally until my folks left to kick to to kick my my event off here, um, and there wasn't there wasn't any particular logic to doing that, but it it rang up to me to just keeping that anticipation for the night and the you know the special things I had gotten to prepare the night and and having that gaming time be more of, uh, of an event for me. Versus just every day going up and, and turning something on and, and playing around. So, you know, that afternoon, it would be all like getting things ready. It would be, you know, making sure um, all the the systems that I'm going to be playing are, are, are hooked up. And, um, 
you know, uh, cleaning, cleaning the area around to make sure it's, a, you know, ready to go. So I'm not distracted with other things. I can just get right into it, you know, uh, and enjoy myself. And around dinner time, it was on. <clears throat> I would get into the, the comfiest of clothes, line up which games were on the plate for the night and, and go to it. It would often be something where I would, I would mostly switch between games versus making hours of progress in one title. And while I was still kicking the tires on RPGs back then, the concepts of, of grinding some levels, uh, searching for some special equipment, or building out a party wasn't as attractive to me as it became later. So if I did put in an RPG, it was a matter of progressing to the next save point in the story and then moving on to some other games. So, you know, I would often just give my eyes a break, take quick breaks for, for some food or drink and, and, and then get back to it. It didn't bother me um, that I was on my own during an evening that many people were making a point to be together. I liked <laughs> the electronic companions that I had. And I would find that I, I would usually stop around 1130 and and take another break and watch the ball drop on TV. It was never a, a big deal to do that, but it just seemed like I should for some reason. Like it was like part of that night. So I'd, you know, I would always just take a little quick break, see that. And honestly, by like 1203, I was back to whatever I was playing before. New Year's Eve hasn't been that way in a long time. The, you know, gaming all night and all that. And I think while it was later in years than a lot of the kids that, that I grew up with, I did eventually get more into the gatherings and parties and going out. And I think it was from that point forward, probably few and far between where I would have a, have a year that gaming took back over the schedule uh, for New Year's Eve. And, and really these days, it's, it's not either of those things, gaming all evening or drinking the night away. Um, and I think most New Year's days, I probably wake up a bit earlier and feel a bit less like heck because of that. Um, and, and I'm not lamenting, you know. I, I like I like the, the nice dinners out that we often do now in hanging with a few close friends and calling it a night before the masses get wacky uh, like I once did. So, you know, it's that, you know, evolving over time and um, being appreciative of where you're at and and how you do things now, uh, but also just remembering how it was. So that's all I'm going to talk about for, for New Year's Eve, but, you know, feel free to, to share your memories as well. Um, and, you know, we'll get some conversation going. As I mentioned earlier, I have been getting uh, a few pockets of time with some games. And it's been mostly pick up and play stuff where I'm, 
I'm not having a, a driving urge to progress um, as much as I'm really just enjoying the time. Uh, Earth Defense Force 5 has been really good for that. Now, I didn't find this series until I bought um, 2025 for a buddy of mine uh, around Christmas time. And I bought that solely based on it being two player at the same time. EDF 2025, as it is on PS3, or 4.1, the the remaster on PS4, is what I first played in the series. Uh, we played the heck out of his copy. And, and I did not realize the combination of goofiness and on-purpose B-movie foolish nature uh, put together with a fair challenge and a lot of levels and content and even it, it just a crazy amount of weapons would be so appealing. Uh, so after experiencing that, I, I, I bought EDF5 on, on PS4 and it's completely more of the same. And that's exactly what I wanted. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this, with this, it's it's there's four character classes, each, you know, really different in the way that they play. Uh, they all have their own, you know, weapon sets and, and play styles. It's complete bullshit fun. There are no impressive graphics here. Uh, some of the things that happen are rather laughable, actually, in the graphics department. Uh, there's no immersive voice acting. Uh, it's bad on purpose. Um, there's no perfect controls. All of that, I, I feel like, is by design in order to put this whole crazy package together. Many of the levels, and there are a lot, I think I think in this game there's over 100, are complete chaos. There's NPCs, you know, screaming and running from giant bugs and, and spaceships and aliens. And you were this, this soldier who is, you know, obviously Earth's last hope. And you're just shooting these crazy weapons. There's bug guts everywhere and explosions nonstop. There's people ragdolling this way and that. It's complete ridiculousness. And for each character class, you can level them up as you play there that you know through the levels uh using them you know and you're picking up these armor and weapons boxes they 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 fall as like little crates on the ground as you destroy enemies and this this game it it isn't like pick up 60 guns along the way and each time you get a new gun you use that because it's the most powerful this game, there's there's something like I don't know. You can you can Google or Wikipedia this. That there's like a thousand different weapons in this game, and you only get them by picking up those those weapon boxes that fall after killing enemies. And you don't know what you're picking up. You could be picking up a a same gun that you already have, which uh, in, in a lot of cases, tends to level that gun up and make it more powerful and increase stats. 
Um, or you could be picking up com- something completely new or picking up something you already have or picking up something for a completely different character class that you're not using. You have no idea. You're just grabbing as many as you can, so you're hoping to get something useful. Uh, and then you find out what you got at the end of the level. And you can only bring two or three of those weapons that you have the, the choices um, you know, as you as you start, you know, when you when you start the level, you you choose the the class that you want to do, and then what weapon loadout you need, and you can only pick two or three, and a lot of the weapons don't work well in a lot of the situations that they put you in. So you. For me, what I'll do is I'll read the description of what the level's going to be because they give you like a little blurb. And I'll think to myself, all right, so it's going to be ships. So they're going to be in, you know, in, you know, not really orbit, but, you know, in the atmosphere where you you have to have a long, longer reach weapon in order to get them. Or, oh, there's going to be a ton of this type of enemy where um, you want that that sort of spread fire, uh, hit as many enemies at it at once, uh, sort of coverage. And so you have to assess that and you only have two or three choices and it's kind of hard. You know, if you had five, you could really cover a lot of bases, but you, you know, having two or three, you're going to miss some stuff. And some of the things are going to be more challenging because of that. And I think it's really, clever the way they put that together um and you need to be diverse in your usage of all these because the situation changes from level to level very awesome very often excuse me it's basically it's ballistic arcadey fun bottom line the other game i tried a little bit was uh was wreckfest I put that in for a few minutes on PS4, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I need to play it more and and get into it, uh, understand it a little bit better. I've only played a few different things, uh, so I'll I'll definitely get into my impressions at a later date. It's the first game in a while that made me laugh loudly out, out, out of nowhere. Like I didn't expect to, and it just, I don't know. It hit me the right way, and I was laughing my head off. So it's it's really, really fun so far. If you have uh, some memories of, of New Year's Eve that you'd like to share or just want to chat about what you did and got around the holiday, leave a note on Twitter at, uh, at CrossGamesFeed. And if we get some decent comments going, I'll, I'll wrap up some, some conversation next time before we Launched into the next topics. I hope everyone has a fantastic New Year's and really enjoys the day and the time that they have. But for now, I'm out of here.